This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 261. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to be springboarding off of a post in the Peas and Carrots Society. What up, guys? Peas and Carrots is our closed Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. But I digress. (laughs) We're going to be springboarding off of a post uh, about how to know if you're eating because you're hungry or if you're just bored. Now, why that's important is because, and we're going to get into this a little bit, we tend to crave foods that are not necessarily good for us when we are eating for other reasons outside Mm -hmm. of hunger. And sometimes when we're really, really starving, we'll just crave anything. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to be sharing some information about how to distinguish between actual physical hunger and just the desire to nosh. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, we have a new rating. We do. This comes from Podcast Weirdo, <laughs> who says, great podcast. I love this podcast. I have a BS in nutrition and dietetics and have been a vegetarian for 20 plus years. And I learn something every time I listen. These ladies are a pleasure to listen to. I love their positivity. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I think I could call myself a podcast weirdo at one time. I think I was listening to, now this is back when I had my corporate job. And so travel to work and lunch and breaks and all that. Depending on the length of the podcast, four or five episodes of something. A day. I just call you weirdo, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into our main topic, we do want to send out a special shout out to our Golden Apple Roundtable who have sponsored today's show. Sponsored? Sponsored. sponsored. Uh, who are the Golden Apple Roundtable? Those are the folks who help ensure that the lights stay on here at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with a monetary amount of cash every month. Monthly? Monthly. Why are you looking like... I was trying to process what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Monetary support. There you go. How's that? Via Patreon.com. Yeah, they don't actually give us cash. They give us a contribution via (laughs) Patreon.com. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, essentially what this is, it is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and uh, creators, uh, musicians, and in this case, podcasters, podcasters. yes, uh, to be supported financially by their community by their podcast weirdos <laughs> uh and you know a lot of people don't realize we've been doing this for 261 episodes now which is five years and there are costs for media hosting website hosting equipment yada 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 yes i just yadded podcast Cost. equipment costs <laughs> and uh so these folks help to keep the show going. Any monetary support we receive from them through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the podcast and keeping it going free to our listeners on a weekly basis. So if you're interested in supporting us, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarians in where you will see a video of Larissa and me. And in that video, we discuss 
the mission of Vegetarian Zen. On the right-hand side of the page, you will also see various support levels, anywhere from a dollar to $50 a month. And please do not be fooled into thinking that a dollar will not help us. A dollar does help us because maybe 10 other people gave a dollar, and now we have $11. See how I did that math right yeah, on the fly wow. like that? that is, you're a math <laughs> genius. Um, so... Head on out to, oh, and I should also mention, certain levels qualify for some vegetarian zen swag, like uh, car magnet, uh, recyclable grocery bags, stickers, t-shirts, we've got some goodies out there. So, as I mentioned, even a dollar can go a long way to help the podcast, so please, please, please consider heading out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and providing a monthly amount of support. Please and thank you. Now, if you're not into the monthly thing, that's totally cool. We get it. We did also add a button to our website at vegetarianzen.com that says buy us a juice. And maybe you'll buy us actually a juice, but chances are <laughs> that money's going to go back into the podcast also. Buy us a microphone. So, <laughs> so that's, a, that's we just wanted to create that opportunity as well for any folks who just wanted to give a one-time uh, gift of support to us uh, at that vegetarianzen.com. And if you are into eBay and vintage goods, check out our eBay store. Uh, we've got a store at uh, shops.ebay.com forward slash old San Antonio trading post, or maybe it's ebay.com forward slash shops forward slash old We'll San have a link in the show yeah, notes. It links in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Nobody's going to write it down right. right now anyways. But uh, Right, exactly. But we've got a wide variety of vintage items. We we Most weekends we go uh, estate sale hopping and we pick up all kinds of awesome stuff. So books, vinyl, clothing, not vinyl clothing. Well, maybe vinyl clothing. Yeah, but possibly. <laughs> there could be some pants out there. Uh, bags, games, vintage toys. How all kinds glasswares. of glassware. You know what? And one of the reasons that Larissa and I were just talking about this a little bit earlier, when we decided we sold on eBay years, years ago, ago and we just tried it because it seemed like something fun to try. And we, we wanted selling, to see if we could work together without killing each yeah, other. Yeah, and we actually worked very well together. That's what that taught us. But we were selling purses at the time, and neither one of us are purse carriers. Mm-mm. It wasn't something I was really passionate about. So we kind of put that to the side. It was kind of a nice little hobby. But we said, okay, if we ever come decide to go back to selling things together, at least we know, or we're going to work together, we know we can work together. Uh, and this time around, we wanted to be a little bit more deliberate about what we decided to sell. And we both love vintage retro items. Reminds us a lot of our childhood. I mean, thinking about some of the games we see and the books that we you know mother goose books and toys and all sorts of stuff that right. remind us of our kitchenware that our mothers used or you know that our kind grandmothers. of grandmothers yeah so uh we were very deliberate about that and the other reason why that kind of jives with us as people is because it is very environmentally friendly if you think about it because a lot of this stuff might end up in the trash somewhere and we we call ourselves vintage item alchemists <laughs> we like to take things that maybe are already on the way to the discard pile somewhere maybe in a donation center or like i said in a landfill and we bring them back to life and we sell them and we do we're doing pretty well so now if we sell purses and hats they're Vintage purses and hats. We still don't carry purses or wear hats, except for no. baseball caps. But but the vintageness but, is cool. But they're cool. <clears throat> All right. Are we ready to get into our main topic? All right. So let's do this. Now, this uh, topic was inspired by a member of Peas and Carrot Society, as you mentioned. Uh, her name is Nicole Williams, and I have permission to 
to shout her name to the rooftops. So Nicole Williams. What up, Nicole? <laughs> and uh, she asked in the, the group, she said she wanted to know if anyone else does this. She said, when I can't decide if I'm hungry or just bored, I ask myself if I would be willing to eat an apple, one of my least favorite fruits. If the answer is yes, then I'm probably hungry. If the answer is no, then I'm just bored. That's I love that really test. Smart, That's a good test. Right? And especially that it's not something that she actually likes, because if it's something you just like, chances are right. 99% of the time you're going to say yes anyways. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, so for me, it would be, well... <laughs> be what you know it is very difficult to cook for you it really I is know. i think he's been doing more of the cooking lately and she's finding out how difficult since it i've is. been home yes i do a lot more of the cooking now oh and by the way on that note i'm about to 95 percent sure i'm going to do this uh sign up for the forks over knives cooking class i kind of put it's that a out Ruby there class right is yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's so it's on plant based cooking. And I've really been getting into cooking. It's it's very meditative for me. I've always enjoyed it. It's just that I've usually when I had my full time corporate job, I was so busy. And, you know, you were working from home. So you that kind of fell more on you to, to do some of that. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm definitely have updates in probably more in the peas and carrots group. So if you're not part of that group, that's our closed Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarians. And I'll probably be posting stuff as I'm as I'm learning cool. things in there. But anyways, that was a digression. And I will reap the benefits of her taking this class. <laughs> Where we were <laughs> was one. that it's very hard to cook for you. And yeah, this is the reason it's... why I wanted to really get my skills down because I want to make things that you're going to eat. And uh, when you were trying to come up with a food that <laughs> that you would, uh, that your would least think. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Yeah. So, so let's get back to it. So I thought that was a really good uh, topic to explore in an episode. And uh, so, you know, when you think about it, so much of our lives revolve around food. Uh, you know, we have to eat, right, uh, to just to physically survive. But beyond that physical need, he, food just plays such a big role in our emotional lives. I mean, it's tied to memories and associated with feelings. And, you know, certain foods are called comfort food for a reason, right? It, it's just like I said, it's you may associate it with feelings or security or happier times. Or on the other side of that, if you if you don't like a food, it may be because you had a bad experience, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then certain types of foods, so fatty foods, salty or sweet foods can actually act to stimulate or calm different parts of the brain. So that can lead to feelings of comfort or pleasure. I believe that. If you're upset, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Totally. Sugar does that for me, uh, which is a bad Unfortunately, thing. Unfortunately, yeah. as a diabetic, yeah. <laughs> right. And then, you know, boredom is also an emotion. It's not just, uh, it's it's more than just, I'm bored. I mean, that's actually an emotion. You know, boredom for me is actually very frustrating. There's two parts that quickly play mm -hmm. in. If I feel bored, I get frustrated because I know that it is a choice to be bored, but then I can't figure out it's just very frustrating. Sometimes it's you a got vicious stu cycle. get stuck yeah. on what to do <laughs> yeah. to get out of that boredom. Right. Um, but, you know, so boredom, it's not exactly an emotion like sadness or anger or fear, but it's still a feeling that can lead to eating when you don't really need, physically need food. Right. So how does one distinguish between physical hunger and emotional hunger? Right. Well, you know, just like Nicole asks herself uh, some that question, so if she'd be willing to eat her least favorite fruit... 
there are some questions that you can ask yourself to kind of figure out if you're not sure, because sometimes you it's really hard to to tell, right? If you're actually physically needing food. Uh, So there are some things that you can ask yourself. So number one, you can ask, you know, am I experiencing signs of physical hunger? So is my stomach growling? Is energy low? Or on the other side, instead of that, am I feeling scared or frustrated or overwhelmed or happy or bored? Anything like that. So this is probably very customized too. I think we all experience hunger in different ways, right? Right. But as far as that, you know, the rumbling stomach, the feeling depleted or drained or or tired or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, like rumbling stomach is, is one of the latter stages for me. Right. Meaning that if my stomach's rumbling, I am really, Mm -hmm. really hungry. Right. And I usually, I I usually try not to get to myself to that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've mentioned this in the past before that, you know, I struggle, I, I struggled early in my life with some eating disorders and it was... Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't right. get myself, let myself go to that. But for me, usually the low energy will tip yes. me into that. Oh, I need to eat something. Yeah, headache. Sometimes I'll get mm-hmm. a headache too. So uh, when you're asking yourself this question, you can kind of rate your physical hunger on a 10 point scale. So number one would be, oh, I'm just super starving. And number 10 would be, you know, I'm stuffed. So if you're like a one to a five, then it's likely that you probably do. So five is like satiated. It's right in the middle. It's like, I just ate enough. I'm not too full. I'm not still hungry. So if you're a one to five, you probably do need something to eat. Uh, If so, then, you know, that's fine. But if you're like a six to a 10, then food, it's not going to help you. You don't need it because you're not hungry enough to eat. Mm -hmm. All right. Next question. What kind of food do I want to eat? Now, this is a really good question. I mentioned struggling with some eating disorders for many, many years, many years. And for those folks who have been chronic dieters like I was back and, you know, just weight fluctuating all over the place from at one point almost bulimic to gaining a huge amount of weight and then just everything in between. Uh, This is a really important question when you're getting rid of all of those types of eating disorder, obsessive behaviors, because you're so used to not asking yourself the question of what do I want to eat? Mm -hmm. Emotional eaters. And I will say people with eating disorders, ignore that Mm -hmm. they are supposed to eat salad or they're supposed Mm -hmm. to eat. And it's a really horrible feeling because you're never really satisfied because you're not giving yourself what you eat. So this is, it's really important to think about what am I hungry for? Mm -hmm. What am I really hungry for? Now, keeping in mind though, that when you get bored or going back to what you were saying about comfort foods, if you're looking Mm -hmm. to get emotionally and even to an extent physically comforted, uh, a lot of times we crave fat, fatty and salty or, Mm -hmm. you know, sweet things. And again, that's because of the, the kind of, reaction chemical reactions that i mean this is really about getting in tune with yourself to say Mm -hmm. what what would make me feel satisfied when i ate it right and that kind of leads to the next question how will i really feel after i eat this food so Mm -hmm. i mean and you have to be honest It, it it calls for a degree of honesty with yourself to say you know a lot of times with comfort food we we choose to to kind of acknowledge the good feeling or that relief say oh i just ate you know this this big thing of of chocolate and i feel so much better right i feel that relief but 
we ignore kind of that those underlying negative feelings that are associated with eating them or might what might happen what might you feel like after you're done with eating this like for me for I'll use the chocolate example I like chocolate you know it's not my favorite sweet but I like it but it gives me a headache every, almost every time I eat chocolate it gives me a headache and so you need to ask yourself how will you feel once you've finished eating and your emotional issue is relieved mm-hmm. so if I were if if I were were stressed out. And I went and I grabbed, you know, a big chocolate bar, and I ate that whole thing. Okay, well, you know, I'm not going to feel as stressed out, probably. But I'm going to have a really bad headache. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get really sleepy. Yeah, with me, if I'm hungry, but I am craving something like, let's just say salty is usually the thing for me. Uh, Let's say potato chips. Oh, I think I want potato chips because I'm hungry. Mm I know, I'm honest with myself, potato chips will not fill me up. I can mm-hmm. eat a whole bag and it will not fill me up because it's just junk food. And they'll probably upset your stomach, It'll, right? And then I'll have an upset stomach. And that's, this is a big reason why I'm not a sweet tooth either because mm-hmm. if I'm hungry, I rarely crave anything sweet mm-hmm. because I, it gives me, it makes me nauseated. It yeah. just makes me nauseated. Um, and see, it's so funny because with me and sweets, a lot of times when I have an upset stomach, I find if I eat something sweet, it calms my stomach down. Interesting. It, it is. Of course, if I eat too much of something sweet, then it upsets my stomach, but mm. but only later. Uh, so the second thing then under this question of how will you really feel is um, if you find that you usually have feelings of regret or anger because, you know, you know, your brain knows, your, your um, mind knows, I guess, that you just ate something that's, quote, bad for you. Or, you know, another negative emotion like that, then, and this is hard, but try to take a moment before you actually eat it, just to pause and say, how am I going to feel? And I say it's hard because if you're right in the middle of being super stressed out or angry or whatever, it, you just, it's, it's, it's like being addicted, you know? You just need that. You just feel or you feel like you need it. You don't physically need it, but you feel like you need it because that that whatever it is you're dealing with is just a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's hard. But if you can and I I can do it sometimes. And quite honestly, sometimes I can't. You know, and I've told you before, sometimes I'll be driving somewhere and I'll I'll see a convenience store or someplace. And I was like, Oh, you know, I want to get some candy or something. And sometimes I can more often than not, I can talk to myself and say, Yeah, but just wait, you know, there's convenience stores everywhere. So just wait until the next one. And then wait until the next one. You yeah, know? I, I think it's also important, though, that you not beat yourself up. And we talk mm-hmm. about that a yeah. lot in different contexts within our vegetarian zen community with people that want to be more plant-based but they just can't give up meat completely that Mm -hmm. kind of thing it's not about beating yourself up because the more you do that the worse you feel and Mm -hmm. then the more you engage in the behaviors that you just are trying to avoid in the first place so it's a vicious circle so i think i think there is definitely some something to be said for okay well this time i had it and Mm -hmm. this time i and let uh, it go yeah and just let it go yeah and focus on the next time Mm mm-hmm Um, Yeah. And then another thing is you can try to build a practice of mindful eating. And and that's the thing, right? Um, (laughs) 
It's so funny. We have that you listened to something one time. It was years ago now. I don't remember who it was. It was a person who, a, a woman who had like a, a yeah. eating coaching, mindful eating coaching thing. You remember, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, for, for a while, I knew it by heart. And I don't, I don't know if I remember the whole thing now, but it's, it was, it was like a, a mantra thing. Yeah. It was bite, chew, swallow, wait, leave some food on your plate uh something somethings oh drink some water six times eight exercise for 23 to five days did i get it yeah i think so i think i, I think got so. it yeah pretty much so anyway but that's that's the whole kind of uh in a nutshell the whole practice of mindful eating is when you find yourself especially when you find yourself in an emotional eating situation sit down don't eat standing up at the counter or, you know, on the run or whatever. If you can, sit down. Uh, whatever it is you're eating, chew slowly. Use all of your senses to kind of experience what you're eating. So what does it taste like? What does it smell like? Even what does it sound like? You know, so is it crunchy or is it what do you hear in your head? What do you hear in your ears? And then try to pause after each bite. It's actually kind of meditative. I mm-hmm. mean, I know it's called mindful eating, which kind mm-hmm. of... That's inherent in that, I guess, saying that. But it is kind of meditative just mm-hmm. to be in the in the moment, you know? Right. All right. So other things to look for in physical hunger. Physical hunger comes on gradually while emotion new. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional hunger tends to be more sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. A growly stomach. That's a pretty good sign that your stomach is actually empty. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're probably just responding to an emotional craving of something right yeah when your stomach is really truly empty it kind of you have that hollow feeling and you 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 can experience those gurgling and the hunger pangs and as george costanza says my stomach is sucking up against my spine (laughs) that's a pretty good indication (laughs) yeah you also want to ask yourself what you're hungry for and you know honor that I, i think that's really important too so certainly if you're hungry for let's just say uh peanut butter and jelly toast and you think oh but that's got carbs and uh maybe i'll eat a cucumber instead that's kind of the mentality i was saying that led me to have Mm. eating disorders and so there are times where your body's telling you that's what i want and Mm. and yes i know there are sometimes we crave things that if you say a chicken fried steak and that's not really in line with what you're trying to do Mm. i get that but maybe there are alternatives you can look at that still give you that texture or there's something within that craving that's trying to give you a cue that you're missing something in your diet that you're missing something in your diet or but but also you know if you're in the context of is it physical hunger or emotional hunger if you're truly hungry then anything that you eat should satisfy that feeling that's a good point and maybe when you were upset when you were a little kid your grandma made chicken fried steak uh-huh. and it made you feel all better so that's right. a good point we're very complex beings mm-hmm. but and everybody's so individual so mm-hmm. i'm just saying with myself that is something i know that if i'm craving a piece of peanut butter and jelly toast and i'm hungry mm-hmm. i've already identified yeah my energy level is low and that's what i want mm-hmm. uh that yeah. cucumber ain't gonna cut it right you know? exactly yeah that's a good point all right. So the next thing is uh, wait 10 minutes to see if, you know, set a time, well, and, and actually do it, set a timer. Don't just say, okay, I'll just wait a few minutes. Cause you know, if you're, if you're in the middle of an emotional kind of crisis craving type thing, then you say, okay, well I'll wait 10 minutes, but you don't 
mark that time, then after 30 seconds, you're going to say, oh, it's been 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll go get mm-hmm. something. Um, but seriously, really set a timer for 10 minutes and then purposely distract yourself with a task, something that's going to occupy you for those 10 minutes. Usually when the timer goes off, if it's a craving, it will have passed. If it's a, a kind of an emotional craving, uh, it'll have passed. If you're still hungry, if you still feel that, then, you know, you're probably actually physically hungry. All right, the next point is to make sure that you are hydrated. A lot of us confuse hunger with uh, deep being dehydrated, with really. Thirst, not yeah. yeah, with thirst. And uh, we don't drink enough water, really. So make sure that you are drinking. I will say, you know, the standard rule is, is uh, eight ounces of water, what, eight? Yeah, eight glasses, eight eight, eight, eight ounces, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But we're all, I would say we're all a little different. I know that varies with body weight as well. So if you're somebody that is heavier, you need more water. If you're and somebody that's... it also that's varies with, with works temperature. Out. And, yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. So there's a lot of variables in there. But, uh, you know, usually I'm walking around the house with a, both of us with yeah. our... Uh, what are these again? Uh, I forget what the oh uh, these Camelback, Camelback uh, steel bottles insulated yeah. steel bottles that uh, we're pretty much full all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, with it with the drinking a glass of water, if if you want to see if you're actually hungry or not, drink a glass of water. Wait ten minutes. If you're still hungry, you know, if that didn't help, then you're probably actually physically hungry. Another thing you can try is um, stick something else in your mouth. So like gum or a lollipop, which is sugar, but you know, um, or a mint or something. If you, if you try that and then you, you feel satisfied, then it's not, you're not really physically hungry. You just needed something to do with your, your mouth was bored. So, you know, that's another thing. Sometimes a mint can be just like, bing. Mm-hmm, right. All you need. Right. Uh, I, when I was a kid, I used to chew on paper, but you know, that's a whole oh. different thing. <laughs> I got, now I got, that you said, oh, you know what I did that in? No, there was a purpose. Spitballs. Oh, no, I just did it. I got in trouble in the fourth grade for doing that. Mrs. I was Chamberlain. Like, Wait a minute. I, I remember chewing paper now. Oh, yeah, because it was spitballs. Yeah, it's just because you went it was my ammo. people. No, I actually would. I, I got in trouble in the fourth grade. Mrs. Chamberlain yelled at me because I was chewing on paper. <laughs> And I'm so sensitive. I still remember that. (laughs) (laughs) You're very sensitive. I know. All right. So just a couple things to try to eat. Okay. If you feel that you just, you can't, you can't get off of that, you know, I want to eat something, but you really know you're not physically hungry. A couple things. Um, Try eating a mandarin orange. And there are a couple reasons for that. So Number one is that peeling the mandarin kind of gives you something to do and can help uh, diffuse stress. So if you're stressed out or angry or whatever, you know, you actually have to work to get in there. Um, Although I will say my orange really annoyed me the other day. Well, it was one of those where the peel was just really stuck on the orange. So then you needed to eat um, an ice cream sundae to, because you were stressed <laughs> out over the mandarin. Uh, no, she didn't really. She seriously didn't. No. Um, all right. I and do then, not eat ice cream. No. And then so the next thing about mandarins is those little segments are perfectly once you get it peeled, uh, are they're perfectly portioned. So for mindful eating. So, you know, unless you really want to stick all of them in your mouth at once, which I probably knew kids in grade school who would do that. Oh, that sounds like a good dare. (laughs) How many mandarin large segments can you fit in your mouth? Kind of like Cheetos. Uh Um, So, you know, but that's mindful eating. You you have to and 
especially if they have seeds, if it's an orange that has seeds, you have to make sure you don't like chomp those seeds and swallow those seeds. So you have to take your time, right? Mandarins are sweet. And that can be satisfying if you're one who kind of goes for sweets. Uh, And then also research has shown that citrus aroma can be very calming. I've heard that. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, you know, we go to, we have a massage Mm -hmm. every month and they have the, uh, what are the aromatherapy kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And uh, the mixes and the, the relaxation one is citrusy. Very nice. Right, right. And then one more thing, uh, vitamin C can help to calm down stress-related emotions. All right. And then the last point here is to keep good-tasting, healthy snacks handy. Uh, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also add to that, and bad, <laughs> unhealthy <laughs> snacks, not so handy. Right. This is a big one because we periodically will go through, somehow these processed foods will keep start making their way back into our house and we'll have to kind I think of throw somebody some brings out. them in I know. At night who's bringing that who's doing that I don't but know anyways uh, <laughs> but every now and then you know we just really have to go through and make sure we you have plenty of fruit very visible we have nuts we have hummus we have vegetables depending on the vegetable already chopped and ready to go so that if we want some hummus and veggies so making those very handy and easy to reach for versus the junk food and the little baggies and the pantry that you can i don't you know, know anything about that <laughs> yeah never i'm looking see, at you galenus <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about yeah uh but, yeah so so again like if you're craving something salty mm-hmm. make sure you have some nuts around or maybe whole grain crackers and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and <laughs> with that especially with nuts uh still portion them out you know i mean don't I, don't do what i used to do when i had a an office job i would get like keep a giant thing of of roasted peanuts in my desk and everybody knew they were there so you know people are constantly coming to me for peanuts so every time somebody would come to me for peanuts i would get like a big you know pile full of peanuts so for i yourself? was eating a lot of yeah, peanuts yeah. yeah so don't do that portion them out and you know cuz that's not good either when you eat too many of those things Okay, so hopefully this episode has given you some tips for how to distinguish whether you are actually hungry or just going to grab something to nosh because you are feeling a little bit emotional. And you know, reaching for something when you're feeling a little bit emotional too isn't the end of the world. I think it's just a lot of people struggle with this and these are just some tips to hopefully help you distinguish and maybe a few times turn that around. Awesome. All right, uh, let's get into the recipe of the week. Okay, well, I chose this one. Um, because it's something that is good to keep around for healthy snacks. So this is was suggested in Peas and Carrots by Jerry McLean uh, Pretty John. What up, Jerry? <laughs> and, uh, I was just finishing my water. <clears throat> That's why it sounded a little, what up, Jerry? <laughs> a little like she was drowning. Um, all right, so the, the recipe is carrot, walnut, and red lentil hummus. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll try that I for like you. I like carrots. I like walnuts. I don't know that I've ever had any red lentil hummus, but I, I like either. hummus. Yeah, I haven't either. So we will have to try that. Yeah. Uh, but the recipe, the link will be in the show notes as usual. 
All right. And the question this week, the question is, what steps do you take to combat emotional eating? I know some people like to go out for a walk or some people will take a nap. I mean, just a whole bunch of different. A nap. (laughs) A whole bunch of different things, uh, a whole bunch of different ways to combat emotional eating. So let us know and share with others. You can head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash 261 is that right yeah 261 and uh leave us a comment in the show notes you can also leave us a comment on our public facing facebook page facebook page facebook (laughs) facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vegetarian zen or why not join our bees and carrots what up guys that is our closed facebook group at facebook dot com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen we will let you in after you answer three questions please answer all of the questions we do we really try to protect this group from spammers and um you know just the unruly types <laughs> <laughs> which I, well, you know i'm in some some facebook groups just get oh, too rowdy awful. i had to leave some there was one group i was in they kept posting somebody there was obviously a spammer in there they kept posting porn they're still doing it i saw oh, one yesterday and, I, and, and the thing too. is it's like I'm okay i'm an admin for two pages it's not that hard no. to police that and to ban the person from the group mm-hmm. but no apparently these admins didn't care about that enough so i was like but we care see ya but we care a lot and that's why we have three questions no porn just corn and we are larissa and i are constantly pretty much throughout the day just perusing the topics and all that and making sure everybody's playing nice and of course in the entire time the peas and carrots has been in existence which has been about four of the five years that Mm -hmm. we've been doing this We've only had to kick out one person. Yeah. So So I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So head out to Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Vegetarian Zen. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting VegetarianZen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.